0: You with us, Rico? You frozen still? He's frozen? Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. I guess Rico is frozen. He is getting shot up right now by the Internet police or something is going on right now. Thank you all for getting high at 9 with us every Monday through Friday here on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And uh, today is National Crawfish Day, National Haiku Poetry Day, National Cheese Ball Day, especially, I guess, for all of the cheese balls and the cheese heads in Wisconsin, maybe. National Bat Appreciation Day. Not sure if they're talking about baseball bats, bats that fly, or the bats that get you high. And it's also National Ellis Island Family History Day today. Oh, boy, that sounds interesting. I'm surprised that hasn't triggered Rico yet. But nonetheless, that's for, Oh, man, what is going on today? Rico, are you with us? We can't hear you. You're on mute. Rico. Well, I guess I'm just going to go into my story then, since Rico is totally uh, inoperable today. Don't know what's going on on Rico's side. But, Rico, we cannot hear you. I do see your lips moving. But, nonetheless, we're going to keep it moving because it's Monday and we
1: got a lot of shit to cover today here's an intro for you the leader of this five ring circus of cannabis and psychedelic news holding it down at mar-a-lago with his shiny new hyatt nine news hat it is brother jason beck
0: oh Oh, thank you so much for that introduction matthew saint germain very very much appreciated that was pretty quick on the fly and (laughs) since you referenced mar-a-lago i figure i might as well talk About Trump today. That's right. Because there was a speech that was held on Friday and it's got cannabis people a little bit up in arms. But I think once they hear what he really means, everything's going to be all right. Because everything Trump said about mass shootings in an NRA speech. Former president and future president Donald Trump insisted that America's continuing epidemic of mass shootings is, in quotes, not a gun problem while addressing the annual meeting of the National Rifle Association. Trump, speaking at the NRA meeting in Indianapolis, Indiana on Friday, argued without evidence that Democrats' mental health issues and transgender community and marijuana use were instead driving the rash of deadly mass shootings while paying tribute to police and offering prayers of to the families of the three children and three adults who were killed during a shooting at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee last month. And quote, our hearts were shattered by the news of the monstrous attack on a Christian elementary school in Nashville. Trump said, we, we wrap those beautiful families in our love and we lift them up in our prayers. We also salute the law enforcement heroes who ran into danger and took out the killer with speed and skill and made us all very, very proud. It's a scandal and a tragedy that year after year, Democrats in Washington continue to hold common sense school safety measures hostage to their radical gun control agenda, which is which in virtually all classes would do nothing to prevent attacks by demented and disturbed individuals he added the former president claimed that school shootings had never been talked about until uh, around the year 2000 he said that firearms were not to blame for gun violence arguing that the problem was instead social and spiritual he says our country has been has been chock full of guns For centuries. And there were no talk of massacres of schoolchildren until around the year 2000. Trump said that's when it really started. They started talking about it. This is not a gun problem. This is a mental health problem. This is a social problem. And this is a cultural problem. And this is a spiritual problem. While the number of U.S. school shootings has been increasing in recent years, there are not a new they're not a new phenomenon with the first recorded incident occurring before the founding of the country in 1764. The bulk of the deadliest school shootings, however, have occurred in recent decades. Trump promised that he would roll back existing gun laws if elected uh, to a non to, to a non consecutive second term in the White House while working to arm teachers and install armed security guards at entrances of of every school in america and a quote i will ask congress to repeal totally ineffective legislation that makes it harder to protect our schools and easier for criminals to face absolutely no opposition when they go in he said for about 12 billion we could fund armed security guards at the entrance of every school in america and also arm every willing teacher the former president went on a uh, falsely, uh Lee suggests that transgender people were to blame for the mass shooting, saying he would quickly order the FDA to convene an independent outside panel to investigate whether transgender hormone treatments and ideology increased the risk of extreme depression, uh, aggression and violence. In a quote, I think most of us already know the answer, don't we, Trump added. And he says there is no evidence that transgender hormone treatments are responsible for mass shootings and transgender people make up a very small percentage of the U.S. population and have committed a tiny fraction of mass shootings, the bulk of which were committed by cisgender men. Cisgender. I'm not sure what that actually means, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, where, where's the part where he's talking about the GMO weed? Um, I don't see that in, in, in here, but Trump basically says, um, that he's blaming, uh, the same things that I've already mentioned on top of GMO enhanced weed, which to my response is there is no such thing as GMO enhanced weed. And he has to be talking in my opinion about eradicating Delta eight. That's my guess on this of what he's actually referring to, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about all of this. This is Jason Beck reporting for High at 9 News. Rico, are you with us? Oh, all
2: oh, I can body. hear you now. There he is. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump needs to smoke some weed.
0: Oh, boy. That's it. That's all you got, huh? Out of 173
1: of the last attacks, three attackers were transgender and the attackers that were transgender were female to male, which means that uh, they were, uh, regardless of other psych medications, they were on testosterone, which is the primary indicator in mass shootings and and actually probably 99% of violence perpetrated uh, from human to human. The other thing we really should be talking about is SSRIs. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors like Prozac and and all those others, and they're, they're clear side effect of suicidal and homicidal ideation. And when we when we don't see that these people are disaffected, they're they're desocialized because they're sitting in the rooms on the computers. There's there's not the 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 school programs. There's not the after school programs there used to be. There's not these uh these these occasions and 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 abilities for socialization. You get these people that are disaffected, have suicidal and homicidal ideation. And then they can go buy a, a machine gun with, with a 40-round clip, and then the, the story kind of writes itself to everyone's detriment at that point. But I think it's it's not just guns. I'm a gun owner, and I'm a gun advocate. I, I believe in people's right to own guns, but at the same time, I think that we really need to begin addressing the mental health crisis in America. And we really should talk about the Republicans and their deification of Ronald Reagan and how Ronald Reagan started in California by closing mental health facilities for people who were deemed to not be a direct harm to themselves. And he took all that money and put it into prisons. He took the money from healthcare and education and put it into prisons. And they got elected as president. He did the same thing nationwide. And now when you see mass homelessness, mass shootings, the amount of violence and insanity we have, our prisons are overcrowded because of mandatory minimums. All of this stuff was Ronald Reagan, and I don't know uh, if anybody else has an opinion on this,
3: but i'm, I'm to- gonna I'm gonna jump in. yeah, I mean, like I'm not gonna just sit here and play Ronald Reagan. I think like the the issues like let's just talk about let's take one one segment, one cross section of that of that populace, right? And I know we talk about it a lot here, so I'm gonna talk about it. the veterans. We have a lot of homeless veterans out there. So the VA, you know, has they get funding obviously through tax dollars from our government, and uh, they just don't—they don't have a plan to address this. I think the the problem mostly is that there's just there's no plan to deal with it. It's like we are just like, hey, we'll give them whatever we can uh, to to like you know, so they have a little tiny sliver of dignity these these people. But it's like, dude, you you know, you're going you're going extra crazy because no one's trying to really like get in there and do something, um, valuable to like help the situation, just putting a bandaid on, on the situation with like, you know, I'm and I, again, I'm just taking one cross segment here. It's just too big of a problem to talk about, but just like the homelessness issues and then the homelessness, you know, extends into the, you know, residential areas where, you know, there's conflict. There's, there's bound to be. So it's like, look, if, if we're real serious about creating like, um, you know, an environment where, where we don't have this happening. It's not just like gun control or this, it's like a whole revamping of the way we look at our, our issues, our social issues as a society. And maybe there's a solution in there somewhere, but it's got to start with like actual, you know, dollars being spent with a plan. And I think there's no, nobody can really agree on a plan. I think we had in LA, for instance, we had a mayoral race recently, um, you know, and there were polar opposites. Um, As the as the, you know, campaigns are going, we we see like one group wants to, you know, really dismantle and has a plan that they think is effective. And the other side of the coin, they want to perpetuate the issue a little more and they want to, like, try to create more groups and more um, subsidization to like a subsidization to like to help the issue. But I don't know what the answer is. All I know is that it's an increasing problem.
2: I I think uh, America does not want to address the issue. Nobody does, because if they did, I mean the data is right. Think? I mean the data is right in front of you. Like, like, when are you gonna do a mass, uh, a, a mass analysis of white males in the in, in in the nation and how they are the biggest reason why any of this shit is going down?
3: But I don't know what that means, though, Rico. White males, like, dude, like, listen, like, mass one,
2: if you want to talk about
3: one, nearly 100 percent of mass shooters not, are white but you males. Wait, wait, mass shooters. Okay, so people that go yeah. in and take guns, but what about all of the other gun violence in America? Are we just gonna segment white men and say just, white men that we're are we're talking about shooting mass shootings? shooting yes, though, someone we're talking about? I, I think about we're gun talking about gun, gun, gun violence. I think we're talking about gun violence. No, we're not. We're actually no, we're, no, we're talking, so, about, mass on, we're really Trump talking said about mass
1: shooters. about mass shooters. Hold on specifically. Let me, so slow
0: slow slow down, slow down, Math. What we're really talking about is President Trump's comments in regards to mass shootings. And his yeah. comments in regards that he believes that they are caused by um, by these mental illness claims, uh, GMO, uh, weed and transgenderism. That's what he was saying. And so I think that when he's saying GMO weed, I believe that he's talking about Delta eight and not actually real weed, because there is no such I, I think, thing as GMO. I think, he's just, I think he's just
2: grasping for straws and trying to get in the headlines like he did with his Mexico, his Mexico client uh, uh, comment. Leading up to his last, ele- uh, or his first uh, presidency, I should say, I trying to say something like really incendiary, something really offensive and polarizing, you just grab headlines. But if you really, if anybody's really uh, interested in, in trying to solve for the mass shooting problem, you know it's glaring right in front of you. Like who is behind the majority of them? If you have like one black, one transgender, like one. A Native American like whoever we have to do a study into those people what makes them tick well, what why, why are you not doing that why are you not uh, having that same energy for the majority of these mass shooters why because you're fucking cowards excuse me well I apologize for saying that well, what Wait, I am what I am gonna say
0: in regards what I am gonna say in regards to this I am super excited that President Trump is calling for the eradication of booth <laughs> and Delta 8 and we're gonna go so to a come of it, Yeah, I mean,
2: it's more spice than Delta
0: (laughs) eight. Oh, boy. I saw what you did there. I
3: saw what you did there.
0: You like that? You like that?
3: How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Yeah, Coming up
0: next, it is the Dope Dad himself who finally unleashed, was able to free himself from the cufflinks of the internet gangbangers that still prolong him and still follow him from house to house. It's kind of like Poltergeist, but it's the internet, <laughs> right? It is the Dope Dad himself, Rico meat.
2: It is uh, almost always the person who is possessed and not the domicile. You know, so um, definitely a lively conversation, Jason. Thank you for uh, bringing that last one up, and um, you know, being from Virginia, being a gun owner, gun supporter myself, like you we know, don't have a lot of that mass shooting stuff. We had one uh, recently, but it's definitely something we gotta you gotta keep our beat on. And um, it's more spice, K two. <laughs> so uh, my story is is coming out of um, the Hill. All right, so a new city earns its title for the nation's top city for weed. So what, what exactly goes into naming America's quote-unquote top city for weed? If you are reading The Hill this morning or this weekend, you'd be inclined to take the news outlet's word at saying it's Portland, Oregon. The publication says Denver lost its place to the nation's marijuana mecca. That's what they called it. Uh, taking cues from an, an analysis from Clever Real Estate, who has partnered with Leafly, to create the rankings, taking into account the following metrics. Legality, cannabis prescribing doctors per 100,000 residents, dispensaries per 100,000 residents, average rating of dispensaries out of five stars, obviously on Leafly, um, number of site visitors to Leafly, nothing fishy about that data point or leaning one way or another, uh, price of one ounce of high-quality weed, affordability of high-quality weed, price of one ounce uh, of medium quality weed, affordability of medium quality weed, number of head shops per 100,000 residents, Google trend data for 12 common marijuana-related search terms, number of Taco Bells, yes, Taco Bells, like people still go to Taco Bell, but I guess they do in Portland, uh, and concert venues per 100,000 residents, number of local hiking trails, according to all Trails database, I would not be surprised if they're tied to Leafly somehow too. And uh, finally, the public perception score. All that data was compiled to crown the new king of Kush as Portland, Oregon. Oregon was two years behind Colorado in legalizing recreational cannabis. Washington and Colorado legalized in tw- uh, 2012, while Alaska and Oregon were, uh, were not far behind in 2014. The article does admit that the city took the top spot mainly because the prices are cheaper for consumers than other cities high quality ca- cannabis costs in oregon 210 dollars per ounce uh, as opposed to 242 dollars in denver who was last year's champ crowned by the hill and um leafly uh, and also more dispensaries per 100 residents at 13.7 to denver's 11.5 uh, according to the list these in order are the top 15 cities for weed portland denver buffalo New York, uh, Seattle, Baltimore, Las Vegas, Sacramento, San Diego, Los Angeles. There we go. Like 10, 9, 10, in there. San Francisco, Boston, San Jose, Phoenix, Detroit, and Hartford, Connecticut. So um, I guess this, I see the angle that they took here, but I think the, the, the analysis title. Uh, should be where can americans score the cheapest weed per pound and this whole list thing i think it's just like too heavily uh, compounded with leafly Uh, maybe there's like a leafly tied to the hill going on here but i don't know now what do y'all think about this list and does your city make an appearance and i know there's no way to get all the subjectivity out of any red meat topic like this one um it's in such an opinionated industry but um, what criteria would you include if you were to make a list? I'm Rico Lamite, the dopest dad in the street. Just want to hear from you, uh, Jason. Do you think that uh Portland, Oregon is the new Mecca of marijuana, as the Hill quotes here?
0: Well, first of all, how they're gonna call this the new Mecca with only four licensed stores open is totally beyond me. But then again, I mean What is this course, list, of dude? Course of course it's out on the hill. <laughs>
2: What is going on here?
0: Mm-hmm. This is crazy, 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 crazy um, that anyone would even think to publish a story written like this touting New York. I mean, unless you're talking including the trap market, I'm which, which I'm yeah. sure could be one of the highest ranking cities for, for trapping in America
2: and it's but, no hatred to Portland or to Buffalo or anything like that. I'm like, where are these cities coming from? Like where is Leafly getting this data?
3: Well, first, bro, first of all, I, I've never heard
2: Leafly. Where people go to Leafly.
0: I've never I've never known as Leafly being a true um True proponent of truth in regards because even if you remember when they first started coming out with all their strains and whatnot, their little, yeah. little fancy little cards, they had a number of them mislabeled as far as whether or not they were an indica or sativa or a hybrid, uh, just for starters. And there was even a whole campaign on some strains for Leafly to change uh, to, to make that correct. And so I, I don't trust anything that really Leafly puts out. I'm not, I'm not. Who, who, who,
2: who, where, where would your top five cities be, Jason? Top five
0: top 5 cities for for weed? Yes, for weed. You got California. Los Angeles. You got yeah. Los Angeles. You got uh San Francisco. Yep. You got New York. Okay. Uh, probably Miami, Florida and and then probably St. Louis, Missouri. I could dig it. I
2: could
3: dig it. Q, you can find May in St. Louis. What mm-hmm. we'll, we we'll the rest of you guys. We'll hey, Jay,
4: so what do you real quick give me like a couple tidbits on on what your criteria is just off the top not hold you what deep. do you
0: mean my criteria
4: like you came up with that real quick right those five cities so give me a couple do,
0: th- those, th- those would be the cities that the that people buy more weed in than any other city okay whether or not it's good weed could definitely be bunk weed and could be boof weed right but Definitely nonetheless, that, that's where that, that, that's that, that's what I would say.
4: We have a comment right here in the chat. What do you classify as good weed?
0: What do I classify as good weed? Anything that I would deem myself able to actually smoke.
3: <laughs> Anything you smoking.
0: Yeah. I, well, the only time I smoke bad that weed is when I have to judge things like the Emerald Cup. And there's some pretty terrible entries um, but nonetheless, they only get they only get breathed in for a half a second and then it's all of a sudden my warning lights go off. I'm like, oh man, we gotta put that out. I gotta extinguish <laughs> You are not a winner. And Matthew, Matthew can sympathize with me in, in this because uh I mean he's had he's had to deal with it also. Yeah, yeah and it's, run, fun, watching, it's fun
1: watching the new judges gain trust for, like, because a lot of times, like, we'll hit stuff and we'll go to put it down, and a new judge will be like, no, 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 let me try it. And you're like, dude, like, I am trying to save your lo- life right now. <laughs> yes. And then people finally, they start to get it, like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool, yeah, I know, I trust you. Yeah, make here, sure try
0: this, right. here, go go for it. Here, let, I think we should make a make a video of all of that, uh, Matthew, of all, with all the new judges, like, oh, the, oh, here, you want to try this? And then we just hand them all the booth. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
4: Listen, I don't, I don't know That's what I don't question. know, but if Matthew Saint Germain tells me not to do something, I'm not doing it. <laughs> humble things, humble thanks. I feel I'd you. I'd like cool. to shout out
1: two two different uh, spots in in Portland. Though Portland does have amazing weed, they still have deli style. The quality is off the charts. It's it's really well. I do because I go there all the time. I know people there. Two cultivators mm-hmm. specifically. Loud W uh, L O yeah, W stands for Love Our Jesse. Weed Daily. Yeah. yeah, Jesse. Um, I forget his last name, but. Uh, veteran owned, black owned business, totally self-funded, super amazing. They have these smoke like a grower packs and they literally they have all the trimmers trimmed perfectly with the tips of the scissors, holding the weed by the built in handle, the stem. And then they take and they put all of the trim buds from these packs into jars with chopsticks because they're really focused on providing the end use consumer with the same experience that folks who grow weed and no growers like ourselves get. Where things are just come out perfect. They're not stepped on. They're not harsh. They're not dry. And then the other standout is Archive. Archive Genetics, they, they have a dispensary. They're also one of the best seed breeders on the planet. They made the Moombo. They made the Rainbow Belts. I like could go on at length of, of stuff they've made. They're just outside of Portland and they're also amazing. You can never go wrong. Uh, Loud doesn't have their own dispensary, but they're sold everywhere. Archive has their own, own dispensary and is sold around Portland you you'll total win with those strains jason if you ever want to fly up to portland and just smoke weed and ball out for a weekend let me know
0: let me tell you something if i go somewhere to, to smoke weed fly out to smoke weed i'm going to be smoking my own weed because i don't trust anybody's weed when i travel places it's all um how, how are
2: the portland, How's the portland uh weed economy doing with like the prices just oh like, it's so know, bad
0: up cool. there bro it's not even funny i feel bad I if you have heard much, much about portland it portland. recently
4: Small Um, cultivators
1: without without huge overhead and quad Mm -hmm. a weed are 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 surviving and thriving. Archives doing great. Louds Mm -hmm. doing great.
2: Big up support them. I got good people out there, and it's like no no hatred going out to them. I just like this this whole list. It's just the whole criteria just seems off. I have no idea why the hill would pick this one up. Well, maybe
0: because they're they're not that high on the hill, Rico. (laughs) i
2: guess not let's go to matthew rico let's do it he's an immortal cannabis wizard with a phd in tripping balls and he used that valuable hogwarts (laughs) liberal arts degree to vouch for a vetted entrance into cannabis where he spent over three centuries in sales marketing cultivation time travel and you know what calling out your bullshit Up next, y'all know who it
1: is, Matthew St. Germain. Thanks, Brother Rico. Happy Monday, everybody. I've got a story out of the Cleveland Plains Dealer, Uh, an LSD to treat severe anxiety. A Cleveland clinic is is at the forefront of psychedelic research. This clinic in Ohio is the only site participating in a national study looking at whether LSD administered in a controlled setting can help people with severe anxiety. This disorder, uh, being anxiety, is a risk factor for suicide. If the results of the clinic's trial and others like it across the country are positive, LSD could be approved as a psychiatric treatment within the next five years. Um, This was Dr. Brian Barnett. Sorry, I just hit my blunt like four times. Uh, I didn't know I was up next. Uh, He's running the clinic's LSD studies, co-director of the hospital. Now we're back on track. Psychedelics are the most powerful psychoactive drugs that we have, Barnett said. We believe that if LSD is used appropriately by trained personnel in a therapeutic setting, it can be extremely beneficial. Small doses of LSD loosen up the patient's consciousness and make them more readily able to discuss unconscious thoughts. Larger doses in, induce what's called a mystical experience during which people feel connected with the universe and is as if they have experienced the divine. LSD may be able to help the large numbers of American adults diagnosed with a mental health disorder, said MindMed CEO Robert Barrow. MindMed, which is sponsoring the study of the clinic and 19 other sites, investigates the therapeutic potential of psychedelic drugs for psychiatry, addiction, pain and neurology. Psychedelic drugs have the unique ability to show clinical benefits quickly, while also maintaining those benefits for up to a year after only a few doses. In a field that has seen little meaningful innovation in decades, i.e. pharmacological mental health, this represents a potential revolution in the treatment landscape for the many patients suffering from conditions like generalized anxiety disorder. Discovered in 1943, LSD was the subject of numerous scientific studies into its psychiatric use during the 50s and 60s before it was made illegal. Uh, That history includes over 20 studies uh, with anxiety, depression, and other neurotic illnesses with consistent, remarkable treatment responses, Barrow said. Fortunately, we've seen a resurgence of research with LSD and the psychedelic drug class over the past several years, and this modern research is confirming those earlier findings. There's really much we don't know. Research has been shut down for so long that we've had to start at the beginning, but there are a lot of positive signs from that research decades ago. Study participants currently taking medications such as antidepressants must be willing to taper off those medications after a few weeks as part of the trial. This allows researchers to evaluate the effectiveness of LSD without the assistance of other psychiatric medications. It's also important if you're doing psychedelics that you taper off on SSRIs, but they can block or negatively uh, work with psychedelics and they can either cause you to not get high or have problems. So that's a little safety tip from St. Germain. Very rarely... Psychedelic drugs can unmask bipolar or schizophrenic behavior uh, disorders in patients who have a family history of those disorders, but who have not yet had symptoms. People with family histories of bipolar disorder or schizophrenia are excluded from the study, Barnett said, and should think twice or talk to a therapist before getting high. After receiving LSD or placebo, study participants stayed there for 12 hours under observations. They have nine visits total, six follow-up visits, and this is over a 12- to 17-week period throughout, throughout this study. Some LSD studies suggested that it helps patients with alcohol use disorder by helping them achieve a new self-image and willpower. Another study suggested that anxiety related to recent cancer diagnoses was decreased in patients treated uh, with LSD. And because LSD is illegal, the clinic has to meet DEA regulations, and they say that DEA regulations have been making it very difficult to pull off these studies, especially because most colleges get federal funding, and then the DEA Schedule One will interfere with federal funding for drug research, which pushes most drug research forward. Uh, Barnett follows up by saying, I think this is a valuable opportunity for the scientific community in Cleveland and elsewhere to really catch up and participate in the psychedelic renaissance. I think there's going to be some significant opportunities to develop new treatments that could be potentially life-changing for patients. And I, I'd like to end with, again, saying I posted a couple studies in today's chat about suicidal and homicidal ideation with SSRIs. The biggest reason that our government or Congress people are not talking about it is because they are directly funded by the companies that are pushing this on America. And if we look at psychedelics and therapy as a treatment for these problems, what happens is SSRIs make you blank. They treat bipolar and these other ups and downs that are kind of consistent with just being a human alive in a crazy world by blanking you out and turning you into a robot. Psychedelics deal with this, this same uh, awesome and sometimes terrifying reality by allowing you to see that you're connected to a greater, a a thing greater than yourself. You're part of a global community. And though it might be difficult, they give you inspiration to move forward with love together with the rest of your human family. Right. And so I think a big key is, attacking alienation through inclusion and connection. And I think psychedelics are a great way to do that. And again, the reason we're not hearing Congress people yelling about this on the floor uh, of, of, of the Capitol is because they are in the pocket of the pharmaceutical industry. This is Matthew St. Germain with an informative and highly edited and political <laughs> story
3: for Monday. Thanks guys. Yo, Respect, respect for taking that one, dude. That's so, amazing.
0: So, so your, your, your background is what they are saying is uh, going to help. People with PTSD is what you're telling me. Because it looks I like mean, one big sheet. Really, of yeah. And and
1: and I was very lucky in that I probably had a, a much minor, more minor amount of trauma than most people. But I started taking LSD at the Grateful Dead and immediately was like, "Well, I got to go do this at home." There's something bigger here, and yeah. I started doing it at home by myself and with just a very small amount of friends in the dark. And I was able to heal a lot of my own traumas and really just see who I was and what the real lay of the land is, man, because we're raised in this violent, egocentric, dominating culture where it's like, dude, just I'm going to get mine by dominating everybody. And then what you do, what happens when you take psychedelics is you kind of zoom out and all of a sudden you see there's a greater organism here. And really it's not survival of the fittest through competition. It's survival of of the fittest through cooperation.
3: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I mean, really it's like the, but the, the key there, the core there is everyone's just trying to like, you know, figure out who they are. Maybe some of them are being people they're not supposed to be and everyone's hiding behind their fear and their in their ego and and that is letting you release all that. Now we prescribe exactly what Matt's saying here, which is exactly right. We like prescribe psychotropic drugs, SSRIs, you know, um, to to deal with these things in a lot of cases instead of like, you know, using other chemicals to, to do the same thing that don't have the effect. And the reason why no one's talking about this at the government level is because realistically, like they, they actually tell you when you take the medicine, like what the side effects are. And like, you know, those things like, between doctor patient, so the government doesn't need to get involved. And yes, they are you know, being silenced because of all of the campaign funds and because this is all just a fucking giant cesspool. And, uh, that's why they're trying to keep us out and keep us silenced. Cause they, you know, they, they see the real power. They know that we're making real medicine, but that's what they've done to tarnish the entire nutraceutical world. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they say the science that's pseudoscience, they say it's, it's not, you cannot quantify that beyond a reasonable doubt because it's not a pure, you know, uh, Active pharmaceutical ingredient and in API. Um, so, so these things are all the bullshit, right? Because what ha- what's going to happen is when they legalize cannabis globally, federally, whatever, it's going to be the distillates. It's going to be those things that are going to be the acceptable uh, active ingredient for the pharmace- pharmaceutical companies to use in their product because they know without a without a shadow of a doubt this is you know ninety plus percent the active drug that's going to you know they're going to use to inhibit whatever you know, receptors in your body. So that, that's like the longest, that's the oldest game in the book. So how are psychedelics going to change? It's the certification programs actually that are happening right now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm unprepared for this, but I'll, I'll try to link the, uh, the certification program right now. It's a national program um, headed by, you know, neuroscientists, doctors, PhDs, lots like, you know, like the real people that are supposed to certify these types of um, you know, groups and bodies that are going to be giving the treatments to people right and uh it's it's you know it's therapy based stuff so it's like that's really what it is is more you know there needs to be more inclusion for you know going to therapy to deal with your your shit and maybe you have the added benefit of going to a therapy session where they give you psychedelics they give you mdma mda um some some other you know synthetic drug that was go blockers Yep, same same as you know the pharmaceutical drugs. It's you know these are the same you know similar processes, but they're just different you know compounds they're using as the precursors to those things. Now I'm a total advocate for just you know general mental health, but uh, psychedelics. I think a lot of people would would get a lot of benefit from. So respect Matt for for telling the story. Yeah.
2: I'm with you 100 on you that love one. you're big love for this one. I, I think everything is what he said. Oh, what what he said. It- I think everything is uh, tied to the uh, everything's tied to the ego, man. So you need some yes, more ego blockers, and we're gonna have better conversations or yes. muted tones with each other. And um, I think this is thank you for covering the story number one, but um, uh, I think there's more. Uh, more people need to open their minds, or at least uh, try out try out psychedelics in their lives, and uh, and see how your conversations begin to change. As well, anxiety and all these other ailments. A lot of them are just tied to your ego, and when it comes to an inflated state, you need something to push that back down.
0: Uh, We got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Respect control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the DAB. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yeah, everyone. We stopped our disclaimer, but we do want to remind everybody to make sure that you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and make sure that you go over to our website, wwwhiat 9 newscom Make sure that you check us out. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter as well as our 420 giveaway. Let us know what you're going to be doing this 420. We want to share what, how you'll be celebrating the high holiday this Thursday. And that's about right. On to the next commercial ad.
2: Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info@ OmarFigueroa.com
0: Oh, coming up next, that's right, is Mr. Chris Eggers. It's the cop who traded his badge for a blunt and a notepad. That's right, trying to keep us all safe and also helping us know what real DEI is all about. That's right, it is the man, Mr. Christopher
4: Eggers jb Nando, everybody. my article comes out of the orange county register i'm curious to see what uh my friends down in socal feel about this article the headline reigns california is changing how it goes after illegal cannabis here's what california counties had the most illegal cannabis plants in 2022 and i'm going to get to that list fighting the illicit pot market it's been five years since recreational cannabis begins uh, sales began in california many have played by the rules but the illegal growth and sale of plant continue to undermine those obeying the laws, according to this article. Since the establishment in 1983, the Campaign Against Marijuana Planting Camp has had more than 110 law enforcement agencies involved, making it one of the largest law enforcement task force in the U.S., but times are changing. California Attorney General Rob Bonta announced Camp seized nearly 1 million illegally cultivated cannabis plants and more than 200,000 pounds of illegal, illegally processed cannabis. Uh, he also announced that the Department of Justice will be phasing out camp in favor of a year-round multi-agency program, eradication and prevention of illegal, of illicit cannabis, EPIC. So what is EPIC? The EPIC program focuses on the investigation and prosecution of civil and criminal cases related to the illicit cannabis cultivation with a focus on environmental and economic harms and labor exploitation. Beginning in 2022, EPIC uh, transitioned the Department of Justice 30-Year Seasonal Eradication Program into a year-round task force. EPIC is a multi-agency collaboration led by the DOG, DOJ in partnership with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's U.S. Forest Service, the Department of Interior's Bureau of Land Management and National Park Service, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, the U.S. Department of Justice Drug Administration, uh, Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, California National Guard, uh, the Central Valley High Intensity drag, Drug Trafficking Area Programs, California State Parks, and other local law enforcement departments. EPIC works in close coordination with DOJ's Cannabis Control Section. Um, and recently, they were just given, where did it, well, I just lost in my article, 25, a whole bunch of money, and I'll get to it, I'm sorry, but let me read down these uh, these counties. Plants seized by county in 2022 top 10 counties for plants eradication eradicate eradicated mendocino 18 sites 190,000 plants riverside 77 sites almost 160,000 plants san bernardino 41 sites lake county 51 sites all the way down to shasta 19 sites 26,000 plants now this article has some great graphics Uh, it shows by county how many plants were seized uh, where the activity is in california and where it's going um i thought this was really interesting and then there's another uh graphic about california's divide prohibited 56 percent of municipalities cities and counties prohibit all cannabis business types and only 44 allow it i hope we can share this uh this graphic on our sites um and then there's just a lot of good data but it's all in graphic form so i i urge you to go click the link uh in our chats check out this article pull it up and uh curious to see what you guys have to say about this very interesting camp no longer epic in play anybody have thoughts
2: same poop different toilet
4: camp are you saying that camp has been eliminated chris They said that they're phasing it out in favor of epic
0: and 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 define epic and explain that please
4: Yep. So, Epic is it's a program that focuses on the investigation and prosecution of civil and criminal cases related to illicit cannabis cultivation, with a focus on environmental and economic harms and labor exploitation. Interesting. It's it's epic. Of a whole, yeah. bunch of, uh, whole bunch of law enforcement agencies all across the board.
0: Yeah. So, so now, so now I wonder is at, because camp. Had jurisdiction in every single county in California except for the city and county of San Francisco. So, do you know if Epic will have jurisdiction in the city and county of San Francisco as well?
4: Nothing uh, in this article talks about San Francisco. That's very interesting. And will uh,
0: they will they be making bus of epic proportion? I wonder. Epic buses, coming absolutely. I
2: thought Camp was epic.
0: Well, you so thought we Ep- all, we yeah. all knew this was coming. Nah, this
1: yeah. yeah. Go ahead, this come was... on.
3: This is like the. This is like, uh, you know, it's like the movie casino where you just move the guy to another thing and call him an, a different thing, but it's the same guy running the show. The
0: shell company. It's the same it's assholes
3: show. that are going to be yep. running this program, and they're probably worse because they're going to, you know, they actually have some funding. I. I know I recently saw something, um, I can't remember what site posted it, but there's, you know, there's lots of federal funding, there's a couple hundred million dollars coming in for, uh, for national interdiction of drugs and money, and that's the, that's kind of the, the word from Biden, the Biden camp is, you know, get the drugs, get the money, so we're gonna see a lot of BS happening, and I mean, we know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be—I could—I could—I could see it playing out now. You're gonna have companies, big companies in California, they're gonna have their product interdicted on the highways of Indiana somewhere, and uh, we're gonna have a—we're gonna have a big—it's gonna be a big deal. So, uh, unfortunately, we're gonna see go—you know—it's gonna get worse before it gets better. So just—you uh, know—just keep your fucking—keep your eyes on—keep uh, your eyes open and uh, keep your head on a swivel, people. You know, stay frosty out there.
4: <laughs> uh, follow those grand dollars. Well said, you touched on it, but follow those grand right. dollars. I think I think it's going to be important to see California
3: you know, got 160 million or something to, to right, do it. So, ago,
4: right. Yeah. It this uh, is $160 one million
3: dollars coming for enforcement people. It's going to pay for all the people that need to come check on your licenses or check on your farms that you say shut down. I mean, this is what happened in Colorado in the beginning, you know, it was great. They didn't have any money to fight us. And then once they get the tax dollars rolling and they could pay the investigators to come out and fuck you up. Excuse my language.
2: And this is just,
1: uh,
3: and that, that dollars you
2: know, be being spent so well, right? That's
1: right. <laughs> I, I would, I for one would like to see any of this money that goes to eradicating cannabis grows on public land. Do so please, because public land should be for everybody to enjoy. And Respect. one of the most shocking things for me in 2005, when I moved to Mendo, um, from Los Angeles, because, I wanted to get back to the land. I have family who who's lived there since the back to land movement in the '60s. Was, but you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere in the Mendo National Forest really except like the main campgrounds for fear of literally running into dudes in cowboy boots with machine guns that will chase you, and it's it's horribly frightening. And so you go up to to the woods to like go back to nature, and what you realize is it's it's like an armed state. It's like an armed guerrilla state. And so that I, that I support. The one thing that's a bummer is they're going to be busting lots of mom and pop growers in greenhouses with stuff right outside their backyard, and they're going to be pushing a lot more cannabis growing indoors, which stresses our electrical grid. So it's a
2: tough issue. They never they never use those uh, helicopters and those uh, cameras from helicopters uh, to uh, raid the Bohemian Grove. Just saying the Bohemian Grove, If you know, you know, Northern California.
0: Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. all the craziness, crazy wackadoodles. Let's go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Google it.
3: How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out.
2: Coming to the stage next, he is a patient advocate, 15 years history vet, and award-winning Sonic extraction pioneer. And more important than all that, he's also another dope dad on the staff. Y'all know who it is, Saman Razani.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Uh, well, we have uh, some more, some more good news from some of our favorite uh, companies. The most delicious ice cream. Uh, this one's uh, coming from us from Benzinga. This 420 Ben and Jerry's urges Michigan's government Whitmer to grant clemency for cannabis convictions. And we love to hear that Ben and Jerry's, a subsidiary of Unilever PLC launched a campaign on, for 420 regarding what the company calls half baked marijuana legislation, focusing on Michigan where cannabis use is legalized, but many are still serving time for long-standing records of cannabis related convictions. The Vermont ice cream maker is calling for clemency, <clears throat> which governors can bestow to either reduce a sentence or free an incarcerated person. Last year, governors in states like Oregon and Pennsylvania granted marijuana pardons and commutations, but there remains great opportunity for cannabis clemency in many states. For example, in 2021, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed legislation that streamlined removal of cannabis and other misdemeanors from public record, but excludes felony convictions for sentences of 10 years old. Uh, for 10 or more years. The Clean Slate Bill, as it's called, allowed Whitmer to grant clemency to Michael Thompson, who served 25 years for, can- for a cannabis conviction. The longest sentence for a nonviolent drug charge in the history of the state. We thank Governor Whitmer for having the courage to address the injustice in Michael Thompson's case, stated Chris Miller, head of Global Activism Strategies at Ben & Jerry's. However, Michael-, Michael is just one victim and many in Michigan are still paying the price for the racist war on drugs and the criminalization of cannabis, which is why we are calling for Governor Whitmer to provide justice for all those still incarcerated for cannabis crimes. The company is asking their fans and citizens alike to contact Whitmer to urge her to grant clemency for the thousands of incarcerated incarcerated and right the wrongs of injustice. The company's campaign has placed billboards adjacent to the Michigan State House in Lansing and mobile billboards across Ann Arbor and Lansing, as it as and is part of a larger national campaign calling for clemency in every state. Michigan is one of the number of states where the story is unfolding, and fans nationwide have the opportunity to use their voice and uh, add their name to Ben and Jerry's list. Um, and they have a template on their website, and I think we have a link to that. I don't know if that's working, um, but if you're interested in, in joining their list and uh, pu- adding your name to this, um, you know, this this uh, this campaign, go ahead and add your information and join so we can get some justice for those that are that are still in prison serving time for the racist war on drugs. Thank you very much. That's Saman Razani reporting for HIA9 News. Yes, sir. I like this. I
0: mean, I love how Ben and Jerry's is trying to get on this bandwagon on in New York. It's, like, it's,
3: it's no bandwagon, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not a bandwagon, Ben <laughs> Jerry's. It's a, a law bandwagon. Law. It's a
0: bandwagon, bro. It's a bandwagon. It's a It's a,
3: ba- it's a bandwagon. It's like it's like you know. I mean, it's obvious. It's 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 definitely like hip to to you know snuggle up next Part to doing cannabis felons and, and try they, to like They've been you know, about that they,
2: They've they've been about that, man. If you, if you look at Ben and Jerry's It's, are, it's, it's very duplicitous. You know, what, you
0: know what Ben and Jerry's if they really want to do something they should come out with like a cannabis felon Flavor of ice cream, and all the proceeds from that flavor should go to criminal justice. That's
3: actually that's actually pretty genius. cool. Yeah, no, that's genius, yeah. And what about that company that makes the bread and they only hire felons? That's like yeah, I, thought, that's- I, thought that's,
2: we, we, I thought we covered that story. I think that's exactly what they're doing. They, they have yeah. like a, 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 a quote unquote doing. non-profit cannabis, uh, uh um a focused flavor or, or something something they're coming out. They have I like mean, a, they, a they don't have none of that standard or something, and they said like everything yeah. is gonna be. Uh, donated from that any any yeah. profit donated,
1: uh, from that's it, going
3: to but 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 hold, but the real problem with that is who's going to pull the purse strings on all that money and where it where it's going you already it know gonna it's
1: going to be exploited don't, <laughs>
0: don't even go there. Let's, let's just try to focus on the good right now <laughs> they, they said it, they said it's going,
2: i think they said it's going to uh lpp
3: it's definitely not going to you know, PIMP put it in my pocket as my friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. Yes, no, that's, but, uh, uh, that's a Jason line. That's a that's, a that's Jason Beck ism right there. So you could thank my man, right? I, here. Well,
2: <laughs> I, I generally don't uh, uh, um, uh, defend corporations. Like Ben and Jerry's has a pretty uh, decent uh, uh, track record when it comes to doing stuff like this. So I've got to have their back just a little bit on this one. Their back. What's that? you have their back on this one? I gotta, I gotta have their back just a little bit. Of, and they make some great uh non-lactose fucking... I, I wonder like, how the cows feel about this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> great
0: gonna, Rico, you're just
3: leaving us wide open, man. Me too, though. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we
2: got some great, we got some great no, flavors. It was like non-lactose.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad they're doing it. But it's like, look, again, it's the duplicity that we all hate to see. And I know yeah. everyone's sick of it. So if we can just get real, you know, um, you know, they're Ben and Jerry's is owned by a very large, you know, corporation. And, Word. you know, I mean, we've all seen the movie Wally. And we know what's mm-hmm. going to happen when all mm-hmm. the corporations just run shit. It's going to just destroy our world. So it's going to be a Wally? bunch of, uh, Wally
0: was your example for that. Wally bro. Have
3: you not seen Wally? Come, not seen on. Wally? come on, <laughs> come on, <him>? come on people. <laughs> Jason, it you, is true i get you
0: just got blazed jason, all. jason
3: jason doesn't have kids people we already know. <laughs>
1: <I, I've> <laughs> Words, word
3: i
0: i have seen wally and and i don't understand why you would even use that in the in the reference of this dude That's that more, is exact, I mean, more like terminator bro you, you remember, remember Lever, what you about,
3: you know. is like that is like that shadow core Wally was there
0: trying to are. gain <laughs> favor amongst humans
2: <laughs> well, well there's, there's America where you can uh, monopolize whatever you want. And it's all about corporations because they run the government. So everything people gonna, too. Right. Bing, bing, a, bing. A, yes. Right. Every, everything that we touch, feel, like, <laughs> I interact with, with a, over the next 10 years is going to be corporation owned.
3: Yeah. And cannabis is no different. It's well, I mean, in all fairness, be. corporations are
0: people too. <laughs> and hey, on that hey, though. Note- I got
2: binders, <laughs> binders full of women, and I wish they were all on our show today because <laughs> we need some more. Estrogen. It seems like we're the black hat crew today,
3: huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. We're rolling, <laughs> yes. Boom. That's right. I mean, I'm not af- I couldn't af- find af- my nine <laughs> I couldn't find my high
0: nine hat. Thanks for <laughs> sending it, Jay. Yes, no worries. <laughs> Glad, you all, Glad you guys all got those. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll into my into into my last story for you guys. Every, all you guys have all gone right. You guys have all yeah, delivered that. your stories. All That's right, just- so there's there's one more story I happened to find this morning. There's an oversupply in Pennsylvania, and marijuana store owners are not feeling the buzz. Medical cannabis users in Pennsylvania have been enjoying a two-year high with prices falling as much as 62 percent but store owners are not feeling the buzz balance sheets are a wash in red ink for multi-state operators that run dispensaries where cannabis products are sold and the development of two big grow and processing facilities in the pittsburgh area is up and in the air oversupply is part of the problem said Stephen m satcheran principal at fidelia uh, philadelphia-based smart council llc and a cannabis industry veteran so self-proclaimed he says in a quote this is extremely good for consumers he said this is a panicky time for the companies and everybody seems to believe cannabis is a gold mine well it's not since reaching a peak price of $14.53 per gram back in July of 2021. The retail dry leaf price of cannabis skidded to $9.81 per gram by March of 2023, a 32.4% drop, according to the Pennsylvania Medical Marijuana Advisory Board. A steeper decline was reported in wholesale prices, which plummeted to a per gram price of $4.09 from a peak of Ten dollars and sixty-five cents in January, down an eye-watering sixty-two percent in twenty-six months. Pennsylvania has had eight hundred and ninety-eight thousand nine hundred and ninety-two patients and caregivers registered to buy cannabis products for medical conditions, which include anxiety, and one hundred and seventy-three dispensaries where the products are sold. Total sales since twenty eighteen, um, and as of March thirtieth, were seven point three billion. dollars, uh, Use of marijuana for medical purposes was approved by Pennsylvania legislature in 2016 and the first dispensary opened two years later. Falling cannabis prices have translated into losses for for the big multi-state operators that dominate Pennsylvania's legal pot market and Quincy Florida-based Leave Cannabis Corp which has 20 dispensaries in Pennsylvania including ones in Cranberry Township, Squirrel Hill, and Northside reported a net income loss of $246.1 million on $1.2 billion in revenue for 2022. Steeper losses were reported at Juicy Holdings, which is based in Boca Raton, Florida, and controls about 10% of Pennsylvania's cannabis market, a net loss of $202.3 million on revenue of $284.3 million for 2022. Pennsylvania isn't alone in the last two years. Stocks for publicly traded cannabis companies were down 71%, Mr. Skatchian said. And the supply of cannabis products have been outpacing the consumer demand, even though demand has been rising, uh, Juicy Chief Strategy Director Trent Wolviak said. Supply has well outstripped the demand increase, he said. I don't see any more supply coming online due to current demand. The upside uh, down market has raised questions about the future of two regional cannabis cultivation and processing facilities that were announced with fanfare back in 2021. At that time, product prices were peaking. True leave, which touts its product as a way to, in quotes, get ready for this, guys. Take your senses on an unforgettable journey. I wonder if that is because they produce so much poof. But nonetheless, spent about $10.3 million to buy three buildings, nearly 37 acres in McKenzie Port in 2021, with plans to develop a 508,000 square foot cultivation and processing center, more than twice the size of a Walmart superstore. The former U.S. Steel Tube Works once occupied the site, and the company received a two million dollar state redevelopment assistance capital grant for the purchases within with the promise of 800 new jobs in an economy stressed municipality. TrueLeave did not respond to a request for an update on the McKenzie Port project, and in May of 2021, Alaska-based parallel. Um, which is privately held, announced plans for a 124,000-square-foot grow and processing facility on Beaver Avenue in Pittsburgh's Chateau neighborhood with an anticipated start date of mids 2021. The site had room for a future 36,000-square-foot facility expansion. Among Parallel's products are Coral Reefer and Float and Highs. But Parallel's plans to go public in a deal valued at $1.9 billion with Los Angeles-based Cares Acquisition Corp collapsed in September of 2021 with CEO Willem, William Bo Wrigley stepping down. Since then, the company has been dealing with investor lawsuits over financial disclosures and other matters, and Parallel officials did not respond to a request for comment. Oh man, it seems like the Pennsylvania industry is just evaporating, evaporating, and evaporating. And uh, in, in, in all fairness, they're still getting a decent price on wholesale with over four dollars a gram. But what do you guys think? This is Jason. Bay.
3: Man, I think with all, I think with all that evaporation, it's going to precipitate some mids up in there pretty soon. So you know, well, this was already stuff. mids. It's going <laughs> to precipitate more <laughs> mids for them. Did you know anyone
0: that drove to Pennsylvania for their high quality cannabis? No, I mean, but I'm, the, I'm
3: I'm just hoping that they continue just with the booth so that uh, so that New Jersey can get it popping.
2: Their, their uh, adult use isn't is, isn't even kicked off yet, right?
3: Nope. No, they, they keep they keep there. voting it Why down. You know? They they've actually outlawed like a lot of things like you can't do vapes with like um like another natural terpenes or flavoring it has to all come from cannabis if you're doing vapor it has to be raw distillate in the vape pen so that's uh you know like pennsylvania has actually taken some very hard lines on um on a lot of the regulation and they've voted down the adult use every single time that's come up so um it's very interesting in pennsylvania you know but we know pennsylvania is a crazy place mm-hmm.
2: so, so it's all uh, corporate and, and, and government booth that's being pushed out and they got they they, they created too much of that
3: Yeah, they have, like, district. I mean, they even have, like, distribution centers for alcohol. It's, like, you can't go to a liquor store. You have to go to, like, a warehouse and, like, load up your... It's, like, like weird. I don't know if it's everywhere, maybe not in, like, Philly or the cities, but I know my cousin lives in a small city up, like, north of Pittsburgh, and it was, you know, that was the situation. Um, Obviously, they have, like, bars and stuff, but, like, they just take a really interesting approach to all the regulation for this kind of stuff with alcohol, you know, and with cannabis. So I don't think it's out of the norm for them. It's definitely out of the norm for, for everyone else. They're way an outlier in all, all of their, uh, you know, government and bureaucratic nonsense. Yeah. The one
1: good news is, is any, lessening of cannabis and psychedelic uh, stigmatization in in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania is a good thing because it's a very repressive state and they're still locking up people for years for psychedelics and cannabis I mean what what
0: part of the story told you that, that that that's happening out there
1: when cannabis is legalized, people are affected by cannabis in positive ways and family members and friends of those people then have their cannabis attitudes altered. And this is from several studies in, in multiple different States. I can see uh, that.
0: They, 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 they haven't voted in adult use yet. It's just, you still have to go get a doctor's note.
1: Agreed. Agreed. It has to start somewhere. And and medical use is usually the tip of the grappling hook and recreational is climbing up that rope right after it.
2: Oh, no, yeah, we were at the top of the hour. It's was, it was very interesting out there, and I hope uh, Pennsylvania gets their act together. I'm getting better at this non-cussing thing. I'm still not good at it, but you know, I'm just trying to crack this perfect, Rico. Keep us monetized. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. Shout, Shout out Nick guys. Bradley Shout <laughs> out Nick
3: Bradley keeping us honest.
2: <laughs>
1: Dang. Dang, everybody.
2: <laughs> It is. It. We're at the top of the hour, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in with us for yet another episode of the High at 9 News. You can always catch us weekdays at 9 a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our live audience members and the online supporters tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted industry correspondent team tuning in from all over the global community, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your respected opinions to the conversation. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, wonderful Zazaz. Simone, who is back like she left something. Big, big love out to the out there. Good to have you back in our graces, and I'm glad to have you uh, recovering nicely. Send some love her way. And um, to our haters out there, just keep bringing the heat, man, because it's cold out here in these streets, and I, and I love the warmth, because it just gives my soul such fervorance. I swear, man. Just keep on just speaking your truth out there, and we're going to keep on speaking ours. Just keep it at that. And finally, Cannabis Adiva L, the reason why we show up every single day to read these headlines. We love you so very much. We're going to keep it rocking just for you. It is Monday, April 17th, 2023. The show is over, and you've been blessed with today's top industry headlines. Uh, we hope it's enough to put in your pipe and smoke it at least until tomorrow. Y'all know who it is. Rico Lameda, the dopest dad on the street, and I'm signing off. I want to give this to Saman Razani. What we have for the people, man?
3: Give us something to close the day, Man, out. man. People have a blessed week, stay positive and stay happy and just help each other out. That's all. That's all my messages for, for this week.
2: Spread love. Oh, yeah. And, and everybody and for everybody who is missing the women on our show. And on Nicole and Gretchen. We miss them, too. We, we miss them so very much. And uh, <laughs> they're out there at lobby days doing the damn thing representing our show representing their own uh, perspectives and uh just send them some love man check in for them uh, out in dc if you guys are out there make sure you guys send some good vibes their way too peace guys love y'all